ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Capital One. It's Thanksgiving Eve. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for being with us. Christopher Mad Dog Russo, looking exceptional. Thank you. I love it, it, the sport coat, yeah, the whole nice. combo. Yep, that combo I had a tie and put on did quite Did your wife put it nice. together? No, I did it this morning. Really? I took care of everything this morning. Okay. I was wearing it. Proud of you. Stephen A. Smith, good morning. How, How are we morning. doing? How are you doing? I'm excellent. Well, I see my man Swagoo's in the screen. All right, I got you. Um, hey, Marcus. By the way, if you're going to sit up there and talk about how good Doggy looks, well, we know there's levels. Yeah, do you have snowflakes on your shirt? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That's snowflakes on your shirt? Whatever. It's a beautiful shirt. Watch. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Show the level of admiration your and respect. Your pocket square is a little, a little None wild nice. right now. I like yeah. it wild. It's a little wild. I like it wild. Too high. Too, too. No, he I like it wild. He likes really? it wild. At least I have one. Well, I, At least well, I have one. I was afraid I was not going to match <laughs> Molly, it right. So Molly, I, just tell the man his suit look nice. Just tell the man his suit look nice so we can start the day. Why do we miss you? I did not say the suit. I said me. <laughs> There's okay. a difference. Oh my well, listen, God. everyone. <laughs> what are we you talking tell, about? <laughs> we're in the holiday spirit. It's Thanksgiving Eve. And tomorrow, we've got food and football. We are grateful for both. So let's get into those Turkey Day games, shall we? We kick things off with the NFC North. Jordan Love and the 4-6 and six Packers travel to Detroit to face Jared Goff and the 8-2 Lions there in the thick of things. Then to the NFC East, where the 4-7 and seven Commanders visit the 7-3 and three Cowboys, who are trying to keep pace with the 9-1 and one Eagles. But here's what I want you to know. Dak, he's locked in. I can tell you the, the way that I feel, um, the confidence that I have in this group myself, um, zone, I guess you can call it, whatever it is. Uh, talked about it over and over, the coaches, um, just the chemistry of this team. Yeah, by far the best I've, I've ever felt. And it's not just me. It's, it's, it's a lot of the things around me. Okay. Christopher, I'd yes. like to start with you. Okay. Seriously, are the Cowboys or Lions more dangerous? First off, I've heard the Cowboys tell us that they feel so good about their team, yet they lost in San Francisco, they lost in Philadelphia, and they're not winning the division. So I don't know where, in fact, they feel that this year is different than past that. years. I don't want to hear Nobody from you. Asked you that. Yeah, I didn't hear from you. You didn't even show the courtesy Nobody to show up today that. here in Kansas City. I mean, you can't come here and do a little He's TV a night. show. He's in Kansas. The, the hell no, he was for the Monday night game. Yeah. He yeah. can't come in here and do a show with us. Family members at the house. Why don't I you fly back tonight? My house. The hell with your courtesy. Swagoo yeah. is gonna fry up some I'm turkey. Get, I'm showing my family courtesy. Swagoo, I would say this. You really, really need to calm down with the attitude for the moment because you big time now. You could have taken the jet to, you know, Dallas, you know, after no, the show. You no, could have done I that. could not. You could, you could have I couldn't. Done See, here's the, here's what's happening in our world right now, Mad Dog. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna let you get back to your analysis. Stephen A can no longer view his world through the scope of ours. He don't mm. understand what regular mm. people are doing anymore. Preach. He's He's gotten to this point now where he think everybody can do the things that he's doing. We can't do what you're doing, bro. 
No, no way, no how. Okay, Mad Dog, go ahead. Yeah. You should have gotten in at 7 o'clock out of LaGuardia tonight. Get the three seats and get to Dallas. You should be here. All right, anyway. Get the three <laughs> seats. He's a big man. <laughs> wow. He misses he miss his, he miss brother. He yeah, misses his brother. Man. We all miss you, but I'm happier with your family. Uh, I think the Lions, to make a long story short, I think the Lions do, only because of the seating scenario. The Lions are 8-2 and two right now, and Dallas, of course, is 6-4. and four. So if you uh, – 7-3, I'm sorry. So if you think about so you it – got the Lions being more dangerous than Yeah, Cowboys? because they're going to have a home game. They're going to be a two-seed, and they're going to have a chance to get uh, two ball games in their building before they have to go play a championship game on the road. That makes them more dangerous just by the seating, while Dallas is going to probably have to go play at the NFC South winner, then go travel – to play, you know, a team like either Detroit or San Francisco on the road and then go to Philly. So Dallas's scenario, three road games, makes them less dangerous than Detroit mm-hmm. that's got a chance to play two home games before they play the road game, plus the Lions offense. And he is a – that Johnson, he is a tremendous play caller, throwing the game last week against Chicago. Right. I'll take Detroit from a dangerous pain. I got you. Point. You know what? I don't blame you for taking Detroit. Top five, uh, rushing the football, top five against the run. Those are the ingredients that lead to a level of success in the postseason. We all know this. They have a quarterback that has been to the Super Bowl. The Dallas Cowboys have a quarterback that hasn't even been to a conference championship game. All of those things make sense. But I'm still, as much as I was about to say the Lions, thinking about it a little bit more, I'm going to say that the Cowboys are the more dangerous squad for the postseason because I'm thinking about Dak and the hunger. I'm thinking about the chemistry he's developed with C.D. Lamb. I'm thinking about a defense. We're praising the Detroit Lions defense, but it's a byproduct of what they were last year and how awful they were last year to the level of improvement we've seen take place this year. It doesn't make them a better defense than the Cowboys. Then I'm thinking about Trayvon Diggs and how he's out for the year and this kid, Deron Bland rolls up in there, and he's leading the league with four pick sixes for crying out loud. And so their defense with Micah Parsons getting at everybody inside of two and a half seconds, and the stud that he is, with the defense being as elite as it is, with Dak Prescott and C.D. Lamb, with a Michael Gallup, with Ferguson and these brothers that you could throw the football to, with Mike McCarthy calling the game a bit differently than Kellen Moore would. Mike McCarthy is calling the game in a fashion that assists towards winning postseason games, whereas Kellen Moore puts up a bunch of numbers, bunch of numbers, bunch of numbers, but that's not necessarily conducive to helping you as the season wanes. All of those things get taken into consideration. That doesn't mean I'm picking the Dallas Cowboys to win. It doesn't mean that I think that they'll be more successful, like, oh my goodness, they would definitely beat Detroit if they met with one another. But as we sit here today, being analytical about who the biggest threat is of the two, After week 11, based on what we've seen from them, especially coming off of seeing Detroit struggle against Chicago before pulling that game out in the waning moments, I'd have to say I got to go with the Dallas Cowboys for the immediate Mm -hmm. moment as who's the bigger threat between them and the Lions. Stephen, you hit every point that I was going to make, but the main point is the way the quarterback is playing. And I know, could y'all imagine, let's let's take a second, Mad Dog and Stephen A., and let's be honest and truthful with each other. Could y'all imagine, even in a comeback win, if Dak would have threw three interceptions last week, the type of conversation, we would have Dallas out of the playoffs. Even, even with a win, if he would have threw three interceptions like Jared Goff did. We giving Detroit a lot of credit for coming back. They are a good football team. Nobody is here to, to, to get rid of that. But Dak Prescott right now is playing 
the best in the league at his position. Right now, now, does it continue against good good teams? Does it continue when we get down the road? But we here today on Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Right now, Dallas is the bigger threat because their quarterback is playing at the highest level. And it really goes back to even in a loss against the Philadelphia Eagles when he played a really good game and Dallas had a chance to win that game because of his play. It's been a while since we've been able to come on TV and talk about the Dallas Cowboys when it comes to their quarterback position with that, saying this could be the reason why they are the most dangerous team. And it really has more to do with him just pushing the ball down the field. To your point, Stephen A., they have made it an absolute to get the ball to CeeDee Lamb, which in turn is helping everybody else on this offense. But more importantly, that looks to me like he's playing more free. Look like he's getting back to being an athlete using his legs, creating plays as opposed to standing in the middle of the pocket. I was on this show last year, Stephen A., and we would talk about it because everybody would throw the points out to your point about Kellen Moore. This is number one offense. Why the hell would you get rid of him? Because Dak was standing stagnant, and he was turning the ball over at a high clip. The last four games, he has 14 touchdowns to two interceptions, right? The, he's, he's rushed for touchdowns. He's created and extended plays. The offense has benefited from the way he's playing. And we all know that if if this offense is productive and you get teams in a situation where they got to drop back and throw the football against the Dallas Cowboys, that is the most dangerous position you can be in against this team. Now, if you can run it and you can control the game, this defense has a deficiency. But if they get a lead based on the way that this offense is playing, it's trouble in the city when it comes to those pass rushes up front. So right now I got Dallas the most dangerous, but mainly because Dak Prescott and the way he's playing right now. A lot of scar tissue with the Cowboys. This team has lost a lot yeah. of playoff games. Mm-hmm. That that would worry me. And yeah, I think, but now Jimmy Johnson's in the ring of honor. He's going to have that So tomorrow. it's good karma. Uh, you know, the other so thing that's very – might change. Uh, fair. When are you getting into the karma? That's my area. No, no. I believe in that, too. Uh, uh, no, <laughs> I believe in that, too. Don't look at me that no, way. No, no, don't look hard. at me. He believes in a lot of that. Uh, you, know, you know what's interesting, though? You know what's going to be an interesting race in the NFC? What's up? Who's the two seed? That's it's true. either going to be Detroit yep. or the 49ers. Or the 49ers. Yeah. Or the 49ers. That will be fascinating because if Detroit has to play San Francisco in San Francisco, they got no chance. Well, but if a game's in Detroit, they could win. Well, here's the thing, too. That crowd in Detroit, when they have something to cheer for, is absolutely sensational. We get that. The yeah. flip side to it is that you also have to appreciate the fact that no one's going to have a problem going to Detroit because that's indoors. And so no weather issues. So because there's no weather issues. There's no inclement weather issues. So I think that that kind of offsets That's fair point. the kind of home you know, field advantage that you're, you're giving towards them, particularly against a team, the quality of a San Francisco. All right. Philadelphia clearly is probably going to be the number one seed. Who that two seed is, I get where you're coming from because Detroit being able to go on the road I don't in like the them. Bay Area, I wouldn't like them in that scenario. Um, but, but if San Francisco goes to Detroit, they could win that game. That's right. San Francisco could win that game. But Detroit obviously yeah. has a better chance at home as well. So I get it. I understand what you're saying. We also got to give uh, – you know what made this close for me more than the players on the field, right. fellas, is Dan Campbell. We got to yeah. give this coaching staff in Detroit some You know what, Swaggoo? Like I was, how aggressive. I, I, I was thinking about D'Amico, and I kept saying, D'Amico, D'Amico, run away. I made a mistake. C.J. Stroud is clearly the offensive rookie of the year. But coach of the year? Yeah. Oh, it's D'Amico and Dan Campbell. It's one of those two. Dan Campbell, man. Dan Campbell's doing a hell of a job. He is is doing a phenomenal job. And Stephen A. and Mad Dog, you know what else he's doing? 
He, there is no – the one thing when we went to Detroit for Monday Night Countdown and they were playing, obviously, the Las Vegas Raiders, but they were coming off that crazy loss against Baltimore where they got smoked. They they don't – bro, the DNA is right in Detroit. And I know a lot of people don't take that into account, but when – like, as a former player, when I was playing, mm-hmm. and you get that type of energy from your head coach – and you understand that he don't – we going into any backyard brawl and we got a chance to win it. And I know Detroit hasn't been in the playoffs. Oh, I know they well, haven't won the in the playoffs. It's been a yes, long yes. time since they've had success. Dan Campbell got this team mind right. And to y'all point, going to Detroit going to be hell if you got to go play them in that stadium, dude. Yeah. It's going to be a different on. experience for whoever got to walk in there. Let me ask you this. What percent chance would you give the commanders to shock the Cowboys? 40% because it's an individual How opponent. Much? It, y'all, I'm telling Listen, guys. 40%? Te- a 40%. You heard Trust me, bro. We just saw Chicago. We just saw. What, what percentage would you have given 40, Chicago? 20, what, what, what would Fat Rob say? 20. Well, here's the, que- here's the question. Would you give up the 10 and a half? For, for what? Well, no. The Niners, no, the, the Cowboys are 10 and a half. I, point shrink, I shrink it. I trink it. I wouldn't give up the whole ten and a half, but if I could trink it, I would. Well, I'm not. That's not what you do. Okay. If I ask you yeah, tomorrow, give up the Swagoo, and a half, I, you telling me what we do? Is this somebody that loses money betting, every week and complains about be losing bet- money every week? How would you know? Are you going to be betting on games <laughs> on Thanksgiving, a nice holiday with are your you loved kidding? ones? <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to be cursing at the TV? Are you the hell with the loved ones? Are you going to bet on all those games, all three games? What do you think? And Friday's games? I'm going to throw in some college football. I'll come up with another open He's in the hell with the loved ones. Tomorrow's birthday. <laughs> I might even start tonight. Who the hell knows? Tomorrow's birthday. Would you give up the ten and a half? No. You would favor so you would take Dallas then. Yes. No, the you would take the, the you take Washington to be close. Commanders are coming off that loss to the yeah. Giants. Yeah, so they'd be feisty. I think I think I think you'd be fine with the ten and a half, Mad Dog. Right. Yeah, but but I'm say, I'm telling y'all, man, it it's always sticky. Yeah, it's, it's sticky. always I, sticky. I, I, I think Dallas sticky. pulls away late. Could the producers do me a favor and take me off the screen? I'm kind of distracting myself. This is a new suit that I'm rocking. I look pretty damn good this morning. I mean, let's just jump back when I hit myself. You know what I'm saying? I just think, take me off the screen. You know what I'm saying? Take me off the screen. Out of all the football talk. You know what I'm saying? I I really believe our viewers were pretty distracted. Yeah, yeah, I think think so. You know, I I mean, damn. That's what they were thinking. You know what I'm saying? No, no, that's what they think when it comes to you, unfortunately. I mean, with me, they just know that I'm a fly dresser. But this suit is a new one for you. I wore it today because I was coming with you. I came in just for you. Oh it's Thanksgiving God, Eve. Bro. I wasn't coming in today if it wasn't for you. What are you talking about? I'd have stayed at home. Of course. Well, I'd, I'd, have worked from home. I'd have worked. I'd have worked from, from home. Swagoo never showed me that kind of courtesy. I'd have to get that approved with the executive. No, I wasn't coming in for you, man, dog. That's not I wasn't right. coming. That's not right out of you. Okay. Okay. Uh, I will. I will. Tonight? Here's the first question. What? You got to get the day off to a decent start. <laughs> it's seven and a half. We're working tomorrow. Well, he'd be done by 12. He'd work in my rear end. He'd be done by 12 o'clock. <laughs> no, I mean, we're, we're going to be on first take tomorrow. We're doing a show here. You'll get through it. It's not, it's not I'm heavy lifting. I'm just saying, no, you're like you're starting the day off. Would you give up the seven and a half? Green Bay and, De- uh, Green Bay and Detroit. Would you take the seven or give it up? Green Bay and Detroit? I'll take the seven. 
I think so, too. Packers should be competitive. Oh, man. You're going to day off to a good start. Yeah, yeah, I am. You're going to turn on. Man, no, he ain't working tomorrow. He's at a cocktail. Gregory, he's at a cocktail. He's at a cocktail. (laughs) Are you going to watch us tomorrow? Uh, are you on tomorrow? Yes, yeah, so I just said that eight times. Last year you were here with me. You blew me off. In the last year. I heard, no, no, I heard. Get Russo out of here. I don't want it two hours of him. I heard that. You may continue. Start the day with first take. Yes, I'll be sure. Mad Dog said, work. Work my tail. Okay, laugh it up. My ass. Okay, Dallas, laugh it up. We had a heck of a Monday night football game, the Super Bowl rematch at Arrowhead, and the Eagles got revenge. So here's a look at SA's top five teams. He says it's fluid. Sometimes I say it's suspect. You know. He's got the Eagles at one, the Niners at two, and the Ravens at three. The Chiefs and Lions rounding out his top five. All five of these currently leading their respective divisions. So, Marcus, with that being said, are the Eagles and Chiefs the two best teams in the NFL? I can't say the Chiefs are the, are the second best team anymore, y'all. And that's so hard for me. And remember, we were having that conversation a few weeks ago about, like, where they would be seeding-wise. And I know this change is um, not much losing to Philly. I can't, I can't overlook the drops. And I can't overlook the turnovers as well. Like, this, this team, and they still lost by four. So it ain't about the Chiefs being a good team. We know they're good because Patrick Mahomes is their quarterback. But that's that that red area interception with Bayard, we saw the same thing against Denver. They didn't score in the second half of this game. In what world does an Andy Reid-led offense with Patrick Mahomes not score? You know what world? The world when your receivers can't catch the football. And this is not just started. This has been a recurring theme for this team when the season started. We talked about it early in the year. But we all assume because it was the Kansas City Chiefs and it was Patrick Mahomes and we would get Travis Kelsey going, that this would be something that we were no longer having a conversation about at this point. Philadelphia came back in this game because of opportunities that the Chiefs gave them over and over again. The Denver game, the same thing when we start talking about that. The Baltimore Ravens losses, and I'm, I'm bringing up Baltimore because I think they're the second best team in the league right now. The losses have been on them. The losses hadn't been because they 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 just aren't um, they they can't dominate teams. Now the Mark Andrews injury is a concern for me, but right now I got to take the Baltimore Ravens. I like their receivers better. I like the way that their defense is playing. Obviously, the Chiefs' defense is out of this world, but in totality, I got to go with the Ravens being the se- the second best team in the league right now to the Eagles. Yeah, I don't buy that at all. The Swagoo, uh, the Colts beat the Ravens, the Steelers with Pickett beat the Ravens, and the Browns beat the Ravens at home, while Kansas City lost to Detroit, who was 8-2, lost to Denver on the road in a rivalry game. They beat them 16 straight times. They were due to lose one, and then they lost to Philadelphia. Now, one other thing. Uh, since I wasn't here a couple of days ago, two things quickly. First off, Mahomes, at the end of the day, he's not going to have seven championships like Brady, but at the end of the day, he is going to be ranked as a top two or three quarterback in the history of the National Football League. That's a big deal coming That's from how you. good he is. That's how good Mahomes is. I, I'm not saying anything. Everybody knows it. Yeah. I just figured I'd give he's my little historical. He's going to uh, he be that an good. immortal? Yeah, he's going to be an immortal. Wow. He is that good. And number two, let's take it easy on the Chiefs. Kelsey fumbled. 
They, the kid threw a bad intercept, a surprisingly bad one bad pass. He dropped the touchdown pass. He's shown the highlights of. Reed, for whatever the reason, I was shocked. Did you guys go through this yesterday? Fourth and five at the 39-yard line of Philadelphia in the fourth quarter with a three-point lead, and he punts? What? He punted? Well, he's got Mahomes at quarterback. He's up 17-14. There's seven and a half minutes to go, and he's at the Eagle 39 on fourth and five, Man, and he punts. They don't that trust was their guys. They don't trust their guys. Well, I mean, you got to trust the quarterback. Yeah, you trust you, the quarterback. The cannot catch passes. He, he can't can catch the ball. He's Man, putting dog. them right in their hands, and they're dropping passes. That's why he did it. I hate that decision. You like that decision? I didn't bother. It didn't bother me because it was oh, clearly him not having it, faith think, in his receivers. Kansas City Man, dog, triple, they were like triple covering Kelsey I because they knew. Let him run for five yards. Hand the ball to Pacheco. There's a way to get five yards. Not getting five yards against the Eagles' top rushing defense. You're not getting five yards in that situation. It's not happening. Well, bottom line is Kansas City lost the game more than Philadelphia won it. So I'm going to give them a break. I think Steve's list is awful. I think Philadelphia and Kansas City are st- – don't give me the fluid. It's not a good – li- I don't – That That's list. you right there. Me, it's fluid. That list of yours. You said your list is awful. Oh, it's awful. Are you going to say Kansas City and Philadelphia are the two best. That's what he does, instigator. That's what he does. Okay, now let me let me. Let you me, may continue. Let me take this over here. Okay, I get what you're saying. Now listen, my list is my list. The list is fluid. The list is fluid. Okay, the question is, okay, top two teams. When we're thinking about them, even though my A list says the Eagles, they got the best record in football. I get it. I'm answering this question as of right now, who I think may end up in the Super Bowl. That's how I'm answering this question. I'm prefacing it with that. I think it's going to be San Francisco, Baltimore. I think it's going to be San Francisco, Baltimore. You know, I just think that when you look at the San Francisco 49ers, when Trent Williams and Debo Samuels is in the lineup for Brock Purdy to rely upon with Kittle, with IU, with Christian McCaffrey, with Kyle Shanahan calling plays the way that he does, calling a game the way that he does. Then you look at these cats. It's Bosa. It's Armstead. It's Greenlaw. It's Warner, for crying out loud. On the defensive side of the ball, I'm just looking at them right now, and their game travels. It doesn't matter whether they're in the Bay or whether they're in Detroit or whether whether they're in Dallas or whatever. They've shown us over the years, and we keep forgetting this part. They were in the NFC Championship game last year, and it wasn't a game because their quarterback got hurt early. Four quarterbacks were lost in the same season for the San Francisco 49ers. Trey Lance goes down. Garoppolo goes down. Purdy goes down, ultimately. And I forgot who Johnson. Was Johnson. Josh Johnson. Josh Johnson. Okay. So I'm saying they lost four okay. quarterbacks. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey was lining up behind center. Okay. The Eagles knew no one was throwing the football. It wasn't an NFC championship game. And I think people are forgetting the level of hunger that this franchise has because of that. Then we get into Purdy. Right now, Purdy's averaging 9.7 pass yards per attempt, okay? Who did that? Boomer Siasen. Who did better than that? Boomer Siasen at 9.8 yards. He was a league MVP that year in 1988, and they went to the Super Bowl. And Dan Marino did it, 9.7 yards per attempt in 1984. Also won league MVP and played in the Super Bowl as well. This doesn't happen very often. So when I look at Purdy throwing the football, the way that he's throwing it, being having a game called the way Kyle Shanahan calls a place. When I'm looking at the Philadelphia Eagles, it was really good to see. Jalen Hurts run with the football the way that he did for that touchdown. But in the same breath, 
he still looks a little gimpy. And you got to wonder, as the season, he had the bye week, so he had two weeks to get that, that knee and that leg right. But how long is that going to last? When he's running the football, there's nothing to talk about. If he's a dual threat, I'm going with the Eagles. I just don't believe he's going to be that for this season. And that's where I'm at with I San Francisco. <laughs> S.A., I, listen, I'm I'm with you. I think San Francisco is good. I ain't betting against Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, bro. I'm telling you, that, listen, that environment in Kansas City, Brock Purdy would have lost that game. Yeah. Just put it like that. Like, this is, this team, and I know for all of the things we've talked about with their struggles this year, with the Philadelphia Eagles, I'm telling y'all, man, being in the build, they, they just, they are championship pedigree. And they don't blink. And they don't flinch, and they have so much confidence in their quarterback and the playmakers around him that Only talking this that by the All time right. this game is over, we gonna have more points than the team on the scoreboard. And I just I understand where you're coming from, Stephen A, because we have a tremendous amount of respect for San Francisco and Kyle Shanahan. It's something about this Philly team, man, and just the aura they walk in with that quarterback playing that position, dude. Why go? We got to go. I'm sorry. I saw you enjoying the barbecue, okay. though. I'm sorry. glad you had a good time in the city. Brought to you by the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles in everything you buy and turn everyday purchases into extraordinary trips. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges and a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. Unlock a whole new world of travel with a Capital One Venture X Card. What's in your wallet? Term supply, lounge access is subject to change. See CapitalOne.com for details. Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hits, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems with nothing on your roof. So whoever's up there, whether it's roofers, Santa, birds, old-time chimney sweepers, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish, but you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit directtv.com to sign up today. Claim based on the total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Thanks so much for listening to the First Take Pod. Have a fabulous day. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code FIRSTTAKE150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll get $150 in bonus bets. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. For New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. For Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050. For Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. For Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. For Puerto Rico, call one 800 981 First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. 
It's Thanksgiving Eve. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for being with us. Christopher Mad Dog Russo, looking exceptional. Thank you. I love it, it, the sport coat, yeah, the whole nice. combo. Yep, that combo I had a tie and put on Did quite your wife put it together? Models. No, I did it this morning. Really? I took care of everything this morning. Okay. I was wearing it. Proud of you. Stephen A. Smith, good morning. How, How are we morning. doing? How are you doing? I'm excellent. Well, I see my man Swagoo's in the screen. All right, I got you. Um, hey, Marcus. By the way, if you're going to sit up there and talk about how good Doggy looks, well, we know it's levels. Yeah, do you have snowflakes on your shirt? I was actually looking at just, I'm just saying. That's snowflakes on your shirt? Whatever. It's a beautiful shirt. Watch. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Show the level of admiration and respect. Your pocket square is a little, a little wild right I now. Like yeah. it's a little I like it wild. I like it wild. Too high. Too, too no, he I likes like it, it wild. He likes really? it wild. At least I go. have one. Well, I, At least well, I have one. I was afraid I was not going to match <laughs> Molly, it right. So Molly, I, just tell the man his suit look nice. Just tell the man his suit look nice so we can start the damn show. We miss you. I did not say the suit. I said me. <laughs> There's okay. a difference. Oh my well, listen, God. everyone. <laughs> what are we you talking tell, about? <laughs> we're in the holiday spirit. It's Thanksgiving Eve. And tomorrow, we've got food and football. We are grateful for both. So let's get into those Turkey Day games, shall we? We kick things off with the NFC North. Jordan Love and the 4-6 and six Packers travel to Detroit to face Jared Goff and the 8-2 Lions there in the thick of things. Then to the NFC East, where the 4-7 and seven Commanders visit the 7-3 and three Cowboys, who are trying to keep pace with the 9 and one Eagles. But here's what I want you to know. Dak, he's locked in. I can tell you the, the way that I feel, um, the confidence that I have in this group myself, um, zone, I guess you can call it, whatever it is. Uh, talked about it over and over, the coaches, um, just the chemistry of this team. Yeah, by far the best I've, I've ever felt. And it's not just me. It's, it's, it's a lot of the things around me. Okay. Christopher, I'd yes. like start with you. Okay. Seriously, are the Cowboys or Lions more dangerous? First off, I've heard the Cowboys tell us that they feel so good about their team, yet they lost in San Francisco, they lost in Philadelphia, and they're not winning the division. So I don't know where, in fact, they feel that this year is different than past years. years. I don't want to hear from you. you Yeah, I didn't hear from you. You didn't even show the courtesy to show off today here in Kansas City. I mean, you can't come here and do a little TV show. He was for the Monday night game. He can't come in here and do a show with us. Family members at the house. Why don't uh, you fly uh, back tonight? My house. The hell with your courtesy. Swagoo yeah. is going to fry up some I'm turkey. Get, I'm showing my family Swag, courtesy. Swagoo, I would say this. You really, really need to calm down with the attitude for the moment because you big time now. You could have taken the jet to, you know, Dallas, you know, after no, the show. You no, could have done I that. Could you could, you could have I could not. You could have. See, here's, the, here's what's happening in our world right now, Mad Dog. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to let you get back to your analysis. Stephen A., can no longer view his world through the scope of ours. He don't mm. understand what regular mm. people are doing anymore. Preach. He's he's gotten to this point now where he think everybody can do the things that he's doing. We can't do what you're doing, bro. No, no way, no how. Okay, Mad Dog, go ahead. Yeah, you should have gotten in at seven o'clock out of Laguardia tonight. Get the three seats and get to Dallas. You should be here. All right, anyway, get the three seats. He's a big man. Wow. He misses. He misses. He misses brother. 
He yeah, yeah, yeah. We all miss you, but I'm happier with your uh, I think the Lions, to make a long story short, I think the Lions do only because of the seeding scenario. The Lions are eight and two right now, and Dallas, of course, is six and four. So if you uh, seven and three, I'm sorry. So if you think about so you it, you got the Lions being more dangerous. Than yeah, Cowboys? because they're going to have a home game. They're going to be a two seed, and they're going to have a chance to get uh, two ball games in their building before they have to go play a championship game on the road. That makes them more dangerous just by the seeding. While Dallas is going to probably have to go play at the NFC. See South winner, then go travel to play, you know, a team like either Detroit or San Francisco on the road and then go to Philly. So Dallas's scenario, three road games, makes them less dangerous than Detroit mm-hmm. that's got a chance to play two home games before they play the road game. Plus the Lions offense. And he is a that Johnson, he is a tremendous play caller. Throw in the game last week against Chicago. Right. I'll take Detroit from a dangerous pass. I got you. Point. You know what? I don't blame you for taking Detroit. Top five, uh, rushing the football, top five against the run. Those are the ingredients that lead to a level of success in the postseason. We all know this. They have a quarterback that has been to the Super Bowl. The Dallas Cowboys have a quarterback that hasn't even been to a conference championship game. All of those things make sense. But I'm still, as much as I was about to say the Lions, thinking about it a little bit more, I'm going to say that the Cowboys are the more dangerous squad for the postseason because I'm thinking about Dak and the hunger. I'm thinking about the chemistry he's developed with C.D. Lamb. I'm thinking about a defense. We're praising the Detroit Lions defense, but it's a byproduct of what they were last year and how awful they were last year to the level of improvement we've seen take place this year. It doesn't make them a better defense than the Cowboys. Then I'm thinking about Trayvon Diggs and how he's out for the year and this kid, Deron Bland rolls up in there, and he's leading the league with four pick sixes for crying out loud. And so their defense with Micah Parsons getting at everybody inside of two and a half seconds and the stud that he is with the defense being as elite as it is with Dak Prescott and C.D. Lamb, with a Michael Gallup, with Ferguson and these brothers that you could throw the football to, with Mike McCarthy calling the game a bit differently than Kellen Moore would. Mike McCarthy is calling the game in a fashion that assists towards winning postseason games, whereas Kellen Moore puts up a bunch of numbers, bunch of numbers, bunch of numbers, but that's not necessarily conducive to helping you as the season wanes. All of those things get taken into consideration. That doesn't mean I'm picking the Dallas Cowboys to win. It doesn't mean that I think that they'll be more successful, like, oh, my goodness, they would definitely beat Detroit if they met with one another. But as we sit here today – being analytical about who the biggest threat is of the two after week 11, based on what we've seen from them, especially coming off of seeing Detroit struggle against Chicago before pulling that game out in the waning moments, I'd have to say I got to go with the Dallas Cowboys for the immediate Mm -hmm. moment as who's the bigger threat between them and the Lions. Stephen, you hit every point that I was going to make, but the main point is the way the quarterback is playing. And I know, could y'all imagine, let's let's take a second, Mad Dog and Stephen A., and let's be honest and truthful with each other. Could y'all imagine, even in a comeback win, if Dak would have threw three interceptions last week, the type of conversation, we would have Dallas out of the playoffs. Even, even with a win, if he would have threw three interceptions like Jared Goff did. We giving Detroit a lot of credit for coming back. They are a good football team. Nobody is here to, to, to get rid of that. But Dak Prescott right now is playing the best in the league at his position right now. Now, does it continue against good good teams? Does it continue when we get down the road? But we here today on Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Right now, Dallas is the bigger threat because their quarterback is playing at the highest level. 
And it really goes back to even in a loss against the Philadelphia Eagles when he played a really good game and Dallas had a chance to win that game because of his play. It's been a while since we've been able to come on TV and talk about the Dallas Cowboys when it comes to their quarterback position with that, saying this could be the reason why they are the most dangerous team. And it really has more to do with him just pushing the ball down the field. To your point, Stephen A., they have made it an absolute to get the ball to C.D. Lamb, which in turn is helping everybody else on this offense. But more importantly, that looks to me like he's playing more free. Look like he's getting back to being an athlete using his legs, creating plays as opposed to standing in the middle of the pocket. I was on this show last year, Stephen A., and we would talk about it because everybody would throw the points out to your point about Kellen Moore. This number one offense. Why the hell would you get rid of him? Because Dak was standing stagnant, and he was turning the ball over at a high clip. The last four games, he has 14 touchdowns to two interceptions, right? The, he's, he's rushed for touchdowns. He's created and extended plays. The offense has benefited from the way he's playing. And we all know that if if this offense is productive and you get teams in a situation where they got to drop back and throw the football against the Dallas Cowboys, that is the most dangerous position you can be in against this team. Now, if you can run it and you can control the game, this defense has a deficiency. But if they get a lead based on the way that this offense is playing, it's trouble in the city when it comes to those pass rushes up front. So right now I got Dallas the most dangerous, but mainly because Dak Prescott and the way he's playing right now. A lot of scar tissue with the Cowboys. This team has lost a lot yeah. of playoff games. Mm-hmm. That that would worry me. And yeah, I think, but now Jimmy Johnson's in the ring of honor. He's going to have that So tomorrow. it's good karma. Uh, you know, the other so thing that's very – might change. Uh, fair. When are you getting into the karma? That's my area. No, no. I believe in that, too. Uh, uh, no, <laughs> I believe in that, too. Don't look at me that no, way. No, not, don't look at me. She believes in a lot of that. Uh, you, know, you know what's interesting, though? You know what's going to be an interesting race in the NFC? What's up? Who's the two seed? That's it's true. either going to be Two Detroit yep. or the 49ers. Or the 49ers. Yeah. Or the 49ers. That will be fascinating because if Detroit has to play San Francisco in San Francisco, they got no chance. Well, but if a game's in Detroit, they could win. Well, here's the thing, too. That crowd in Detroit, when they have something to cheer for, is absolutely sensational. We get that. The yeah. flip side to it is that you also have to appreciate the fact that no one's going to have a problem going to Detroit because that's indoors. And so no weather issues. So because there's no weather issues. There's no inclement weather issues. So I think that that kind of offsets That's fair point. the kind of home you know, field advantage that you're, you're giving towards them, particularly against a team, the quality of a San Francisco. All right. Philadelphia clearly is probably going to be the number one seed. Who that two seed is, I get where you're coming from because Detroit being able to go on the road I don't in like the them. Bay Area, I wouldn't like them in that scenario. Um, but, but if San Francisco goes to Detroit, they could win that game. That's right. San Francisco could win that game. But Detroit obviously yeah. has a better chance at home as well. So I get it. I understand what you're saying. We also got to give uh, – you know what made this close for me more than the players on the field, right. fellas, is Dan Campbell. We got to yeah. give this coaching staff in Detroit some You know what, Swaggo? Like I was, how aggressive. I, I, I was thinking about D'Amico, and I kept saying, D'Amico, D'Amico, run away. I made a mistake. C.J. Stroud is clearly the offensive rookie of the year. But coach of the year? Yeah. Oh, it's D'Amico and Dan Campbell. It's one of those two. Dan Campbell, man. Dan Campbell's doing a hell of a job. He is is doing a phenomenal job. And Stephen A. and Mad Dog, you know what else he's doing? There is no – the one thing when we went to Detroit for Monday Night Countdown, and they were playing, obviously, the Las Vegas Raiders, but they were coming off that crazy loss against Baltimore where they got smoked. 
They, they don't, bro, the DNA is right in Detroit. And I know a lot of people don't take that into account, but when, like, as a former player, when I was playing Mm -hmm. and you get that type of energy from your head coach and you understand that he don't, we going into any backyard brawl and we got a chance to win it. And I know Detroit hasn't been in the playoffs. I know they haven't won in the playoffs. It's been a long time since they've had success. Dan Campbell got this team mind right. And to y'all point, Going to Detroit gonna be hell if you got to go play them in that stadium, dude. Yeah. It's gonna be a different on. experience for whoever got to walk in there. Let me ask you this: What percent chance would you give the Commanders to shock the Cowboys? Forty percent, because it's How an much? individual How opponent. Much? It, y'all, I'm telling. Listen, forty percent. A forty percent. You heard. Trust me, bro. We just saw Chicago. We just saw. What, what percentage would you have given? Forty. Chicago what, what, what would Fat Rob say? Twenty. But well, here's the que- here's the question: run? Would you give up the ten and a half for for what? Well, no, the Niners, no. the, the Cowboys are ten and a half. I shrink, point I shrink it. I shrink it. I wouldn't give up the whole ten and a half, but if I could shrink it, I would. Well, I'm not. That's not what you do. Okay. If I ask you yeah, tomorrow, the swag dude, you telling me what we got? This is somebody that loses money betting, every week and complains about losing bet- money every week. How would you know? Are you going to be betting on games <laughs> on Thanksgiving, a nice holiday with are your you loved kidding? ones? <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to be cursing at the team? Are you going to bet on all those games, all three games What do you think? And Friday's games? I'm going to throw in some college football. I'll come up with another open He's going to hell with the loved ones. Tomorrow's birthday. <laughs> I might even start tonight. Who the hell knows? Tomorrow's birthday. Would you give up the seven and a half? No. You would favor so you would take Dallas then. Yes. No, the you would take the, the you take Washington to be close. Commanders are coming off that loss to the yeah. Giants. Yeah, so they'd be feisty. I think I think I think you'd be fine with the ten and a half, Mad Dog. Right. Yeah, but but I'm say, I'm telling y'all, man, it it's always sticky. Yeah, it's, it's sticky. always I, sticky. I, I, I think Dallas sticky. pulls away late. Could the producers do me a favor and take me off the screen? I'm kind of distracting myself. This is a new suit that I'm rocking. I look pretty damn good at this point. I mean, I just you know, jump back when yeah. I hit myself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just, I just think, what? take me off the screen. You're you know right. what I'm saying? Take I, me off the screen. Out of all the football talk. You know what I'm saying? I, I really believe our viewers were pretty distracted yeah, by yeah, you. I think, I think so. You know, I, I mean, damn. <laughs> that's what they were thinking. You know what I'm saying? No, no, that's what they think when it comes to you, that's unfortunately. Yeah, tomorrow. I mean, with me, they just know that I'm a fly dresser. But this suit is a new one for you. I wore it today because I was coming with you. I came in just for you. Oh it's Thanksgiving God, Eve. Bro. I wasn't coming in today if it wasn't for you. What are you talking about? I'd have stayed at home. Of course. Well, that's I'd, have worked from home. I'd have worked. I'd have worked from, from home. Swagoo never showed me that kind of courtesy. I'd have to get that approved with the executive. No, I wasn't coming in for you, man, dog. That's not I wasn't right. coming. That's not right out of you. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, will, I will. Here's the first question. What? You got to get the day off to a decent start. <laughs> it's seven and a half. We're working tomorrow. Well, he'd be done by 12. He'd work in my rear end. He'd be done by 12 o'clock. <laughs> no, I mean, we're we're going to be on first take tomorrow. We're doing a show here. You'll get through it. It's not, it's not I'm heavy lifting. I'm just saying, no, you're like you're starting the day off. Would you give up the seven and a half? Green Bay and, De- uh, Green Bay and Detroit. Would you take the seven or give it up? Green Bay and Detroit? I'll take the seven. I think so, too. Packers would be competitive. Oh, man. You got day off to a good start. What yeah, gonna, I am. You're going to turn on cocktail? Mad dog, he no, ain't working tomorrow. He's at a cocktail. Mad dog. He's at a cocktail. He's at a cocktail. <laughs> Are you going to watch us tomorrow? 
Uh, are you on tomorrow? Yes, yeah, so I just said that eight times. Last year you were here Ten with o'clock. us. You blew me off in the last year. I heard, no, no, I heard. Get Russo out of here. I don't want it two hours of them. No, I heard that. Right, you so may you continue. Start the day with first take. Yes, I mean, sure. Mad Dog said, work, work my tail. <laughs> Okay, laugh it up. My ass. Okay, Dallas, laugh it up. We had a heck of a Monday night football game, the Super Bowl rematch at Arrowhead, and the Eagles got revenge. So here's a look at SA's top five teams. He says it's fluid. Sometimes I say it's suspect. You know. He's got the Eagles at one, the Niners at two, and the Ravens at three. The Chiefs and Lions rounding out his top five. All five of these currently leading their respective divisions. So, Marcus, with that being said, are the Eagles and Chiefs the two best teams in the NFL? I can't say the Chiefs are the the second best team anymore, y'all. And that's so hard for me. And remember, we were having that conversation a few weeks ago about, like, where they would be seeding-wise. And I know this change is um, not much losing to Philly, I can't, I can't overlook the drops. And I can't overlook the turnovers as well. Like this, this team, and they still lost by four. So it ain't about the Chiefs being a good team. We know they're good because Patrick Mahomes is their quarterback. But that's that, that red area interception with Bayard, we saw the same thing against Denver. They didn't score in the second half of this game. In what world? Does an Andy Reid-led offense with Patrick Mahomes not score? You know what world? The world when your receivers can't catch the football. And this is not just started. This has been a recurring theme for this team when the season started. We talked about it early in the year. But we all assumed because it was the Kansas City Chiefs and it was Patrick Mahomes and we would get Travis Kelsey going, that this would be something that we were no longer having a conversation about at this point. Philadelphia came back in this game because of opportunities that the Chiefs gave them over and over again. The Denver game, the same thing when we start talking about that. The Baltimore Ravens losses, and I'm I'm bringing up Baltimore because I think they're the second best team in the league right now. The losses have been on them. The losses hadn't been because they, they, they just aren't um, they, they can't dominate teams. Now, the Mark Andrews injury is a concern for me. But right now, I got to take the Baltimore Ravens. I like their receivers better. I like the way that their defense is playing. Obviously, the Chiefs' defense is out of this world. But in totality, I got to go with the Ravens being the, se- the second-best team in the league right now to the Eagles. Yeah, I don't buy that at all, the Swagoo. Uh, the Colts beat the Ravens. The Steelers with Pickett beat the Ravens. And the Browns beat the Ravens at home. While Kansas City lost to Detroit, who's eight and two, lost to Denver on the road in a rivalry game. They had beat them 16 straight times. They were due to lose one. And then they lost to Philadelphia. Now, one other thing. Uh, since I wasn't here a couple of days ago, two things quickly. First off, Mahomes, at the end of the day, he's not going to have seven championships like Brady. But the end of the day, he is going to be ranked as a top two or three quarterback in the history of the National Football League. That's a big deal coming That's from how you. good he is. That's how good Mahomes is. I, I'm not saying anything. Everybody knows it. Yeah. I just figured I'd give he's my gonna, little historical. Gonna, he's uh, he gonna is that good. He's going to be an immortal? Yeah, he's going to be an immortal. Wow. He is that good. And number two, let's take it easy on the Chiefs. Kelsey fumbled. They, the kid threw a bad intercept, a surprisingly bad one bad pass. He dropped a touchdown pass. He's showing the highlights of. Reed, for whatever the reason, I was shocked. Did you guys go through this yesterday? Fourth and five? At the 39-yard line of Philadelphia in the fourth quarter with a three-point lead, and he punts? What? 
He punted. Well, he's got Mahomes at quarterback. He's up 17-14. There's seven and a half minutes to go, and he's at the Eagle 39 on fourth and five. Man, and he punts. They don't that trust their guys. They don't trust their guys. Well, I mean, you got to trust the quarterback. Yeah, you trust the quarterback. cannot catch passes. He, he can't can only catch throw the ball. He's Man, putting dog. them right in their hands, and they're dropping passes. That's why he did it. I hate that decision. You like that decision? I didn't bother. It didn't bother me because it was oh. clearly him not having it, faith think... in his receivers. Kansas City Man, dog, triple, they were like triple covering Kelsey I because they knew. Let him run for five yards. Hand the ball to Pacheco. There's a way to get five yards. You're getting five yards against the Eagles' top rushing defense. You're not getting five yards in that situation. It's not happening. Well, bottom line is Kansas City lost the game more than Philadelphia won it. So I'm going to give them a break. I think Steve's list is awful. I think Philadelphia and Kansas City are – don't give me the fluid. It's not a good – I don't – That's list. you right there. Me, it's flu. That list of yours. said your list is awful. Oh, it's awful. Are you going to say Kansas City and Philadelphia are the two best. That's what he does, instigator. That's what he does. Okay, now let me let – me, let You me, may continue. Let me take this over here, okay? I get what you're saying. Now, listen, my list is my list. The list is fluid. The list is fluid, okay? The question is, okay – Top two teams, when we're thinking about them, even though my A-list says the Eagles, they got the best record in football, I get it. I'm answering this question as of right now who I think may end up in the Super Bowl. That's how I'm answering this question. I'm prefacing it with that. I think it's going to be San Francisco-Baltimore. I think it's going to be San Francisco-Baltimore. You know, I just think that when you look at the San Francisco 49ers when Trent Williams and Debo Samuels is in the lineup for Brock Purdy to rely upon with Kittle, with IU, with Christian McCaffrey, with Kyle Shanahan calling plays the way that he does, calling a game the way that he does. Then you look at these cats. It's Bosa. It's Armstead. It's Greenlaw. It's Warner, for crying out loud. On the defensive side of the ball, I'm just looking at them right now, and their game travels. It doesn't matter whether they're in the Bay or whether they're in Detroit or whether whether they're in Dallas or whatever. They've shown us over the years, and we keep forgetting this part. They were in the NFC Championship game last year, and it wasn't a game because their quarterback got hurt early. Four quarterbacks were lost in the same season for the San Francisco 49ers. Trey Lance goes down. Garoppolo goes down. Purdy goes down, ultimately. And I forgot who. Johnson. Johnson. Josh Johnson. Josh Johnson. Okay. So I'm saying they lost four quarterbacks. Christian McCaffrey was lining up behind center. Okay. The Eagles knew no one was throwing the football. It wasn't an NFC championship game. And I think people are forgetting the level of hunger that this franchise has because of that. Then we get into Purdy. Right now, Purdy's averaging 9.7 pass yards per attempt, okay? Who did that? Boomer Siasen. Who did better than that? Boomer Siasen at 9.8 yards. He was a league MVP that year in 1988, and they went to the Super Bowl. And Dan Marino did it, 9.7 yards per attempt in 1984. Also won league MVP and played in the Super Bowl as well. This doesn't happen very often. So when I look at Purdy throwing the football, the way that he's throwing it, being having a game called the way Kyle Shanahan calls a place. When I'm looking at the Philadelphia Eagles, it was really good to see. Jalen Hurts run with the football the way that he did for that touchdown. But in the same breath, he still looks a little gimpy. And you got to wonder, as the season, he had to buy a week, so he had two weeks to get that, that knee and that leg right. But how long is that going to last? When he's running the football, there's nothing to talk about. If he's a dual threat, I'm going with the Eagles. I just don't believe he's going to be that for this season. And that's where I'm at with I San can't. Francisco. <laughs> 
SA, I, listen, I'm I'm with you. I think San Francisco is good. I ain't betting against Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, bro. I'm telling you, that listen, that environment in Kansas City, Brock Purdy would have lost that game. Yeah. Just put it like that. Like this is this team, and I know for all of the things we've talked about with their struggles this year with the Philadelphia Eagles, I'm telling y'all, man, being in the build, they they just they are championship pedigree. Mm-hmm. And they don't blink and they don't flinch and they have so much confidence in their quarterback and the playmakers around him that by the time this game is over, we're going to have more points than the team on the scoreboard. And I I understand where you're coming from, Stephen A., because we have a tremendous amount of respect for San Francisco and Kyle Shanahan. It's something about this Philly team, man, and just the aura they walk in with that quarterback playing that position, dude. Well, I go. We got to go. I'm sorry. I saw you enjoying the barbecue, though. I'm glad you had a good time in Kansas City. Take a look at the latest CFP rankings. Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, and Washington make up the top four with Florida State and Oregon as the first two teams out. These same five schools have occupied the top five spots in all four rankings this season. I love that we got a little pump-up music for this guy, Paul Feinbaum, joining the program right now. A little theme music for you, Paul. We're here for all of it. Good morning. Uh, Great to have you with us. Happy Thanksgiving. Paul, Washington jumps Florida State. Are you good with that? I'm great with that, and I think it's about time. And it's not because of the Jordan Travis injury at Florida State. It's the fact that Washington has finally started really clicking. I mean, they, they've had it up and down. But remember, they have that win over Oregon. But I think, I think even though the committee said it has nothing to do with Jordan Travis, I think it, it could have played a role. And Jordan Travis is a generational player. He has helped bring Florida State back from the dead after two failed coaching moves. And he's gone for the season. They go to Florida on Saturday night, guys. Uh, They should win that game. Then they have Louisville. But they need to do more than win. I know a lot of people are saying, well, if they win, they're a champion of a Power 5 conference. So what? We're talking about the weakest Power 5 conference in the ACC. Uh, Their wins are against LSU, a three-loss team. Clemson, a four-loss team. And then Louisville will be their best win, a one-loss team that still really that that had a nasty loss to Pittsburgh. I'm still not buying it, especially Mad Dog and Stephen A. If we get to a situation where you have a, a one-loss Georgia team to Alabama or a one-loss Alabama team having beaten Georgia, Texas, you have a lot of variables here that could create a great deal of chaos. Well, listen, I, I want to say this. I mean, I'm not going to dispute that because Washington definitely deserved it. I mean, I was monitoring Jordan Travis. I'm saying if Jordan Travis hadn't got hurt, would they have made this decision? Maybe they would not have. Maybe they would have, but no question about it. Looking over the last three weeks, you beat USC, you beat Utah, you beat Oregon State. They were all ranked teams, obviously ranked in the top 25. They're number one in strength of schedule. I'm talking about Washington, even though I'm not saying much about USC right now. We know they've been struggling. Don't get me wrong. But basically, according to ESPN strength of schedule metric, they rank number one. We're talking about Washington ranking number one. Uh, you know, third when it gets a top 20 opponent is in many weeks. Two of the games coming on the road. Florida State is fourth in strength of schedule. That makes sense. When you're going to sit up there and move Florida State out of that top four in favor of Washington, that does make sense. I can't refute that. Well, remember, Washington, if they beat Oregon, they're going to make the Final Four anyway. But if they lose to Oregon, they're going to drop out and they're going to play them next Friday night in, uh, in Vegas. Okay. Uh, here is the point with, with Paul. Paul, listen. 
Now, Hunter, now, I'm not a huge Florida State fan either, so I understand your point about the conference. If you beat Louisville, if you beat LSU, if you win at Clemson and you win the ACC and you go undefeated, I don't care who the quarterback is, you're going to be in the Final Four. Now, you know that. You've been around long enough. You know that. Now, again, do I think that they're better than Georgia with one loss, or do I think necessarily they're better than Texas? No. But if you were in the ACC and you're Florida State, that's won championships. That's not. This is not some you know, come lately program, a big program, and you go out there and you beat Louisville, Clemson, LSU, and, and, uh, yeah, and, and then, of course, Florida on the road, you are going to be in the Final Four, and you deserve to be in the Final Four. That's not fair. That's not fair. You go undefeated that's with, when you're Florida that's State, you deserve doggy, to be in the that, Final Four. That, that's absurd. No, it's not. That, that's patently absurd to, to throw around this word deserve. I thought this was about picking the four best teams in the country, not the deserving. This isn't Little League where you give out participation trophies. How about identifying who the four best are? And don't tell me that Georgia wouldn't be one of the four best having lost Alabama. I mean, are, are we? Are you? Are you? Are you serious? Uh, I don't have a problem with Georgia. Won Twenty-nine straight games. Well, then, well, then, if you're going to Nick go- Saban in Alabama. I, and, and conversely, well, Texas, Oregon. I mean, I mean, this, you just can't give out trophies because you win the ACC. Well, hold on now. First off, if you're going by the four best, then take the loser of Ohio State, Michigan, because the loser of that team is the four best teams in the country too. Take them. If if you want to do what the four best, let, uh, if you want to do the four best teams, let's do it right now. Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, and Michigan. <laughs> Those are your four best teams. You're Put right. Them there and You're right. Four, do it that way and eliminate. Well, Texas. they should have did it that way last year. TCU. Listen, you don't get me started with how, with how Alabama wasn't in the top four last year. I knew what was going to happen to TCU. I mean, my God, they just ruined the national championship. They sure did. As a matter of fact, the residue from that beatdown in the national championship game is why they've had such a bad season this year. They still recover it from the beatdown that they were suffering. Hundred percent. But if you, but if Paul's argument is take the four best teams, well, I don't want to take Oregon. I don't want to take Washington. I'm not taking Texas, who should have lost to Kansas State, who barely beat Houston. Throw them out too. You want to take the four best teams: Michigan, Ohio State. Nobody's going to argue with Michigan, that. Michigan, Ohio State, Georgia, and Georgia. And you take Alabama if they beat Georgia, and then everybody, and then we're if all Alabama happy. Be, if Alabama beats Georgia, that's your four best teams. But I would say this again, Paul, piggybacking off a of doggy's point. Washington runs the table or Florida State runs the table. Do you leave them out in favor of Alabama because you think they're better? You better believe it. Uh, I mean, Stephen A., I'm not trying to sell you on Alabama because you've been selling the country on Alabama for years. But uh, you think about the accomplishment. Uh, So Florida State would have had to have beaten Louisville, a team that lost to Pittsburgh. I mean, come on. You're talking about Alabama losing to Texas. Yeah, it was on September 9th, but Alabama would have beaten Georgia, and, and, and you're going to leave them home? And quite frankly, I don't think you could leave Georgia home either. Doggy makes a really good point about Michigan-Ohio State, except for one thing. Michigan would have lost to Ohio State at home, and, and Doggy, you know Michigan played a garbage schedule. I mean, absolutely well, crap. Fine, I do it the so, other way. Uh, I, I would, I, I would do it feel, the other way. What? So what does that I mean do about Michigan? Way. What does that mean about Michigan, guys? If you say they're playing a garbage schedule, okay, if they lose to Ohio State, uh, for example, even if it's in a nail biter, should Michigan be one of the top four teams in the nation based on what I, you just said, Paul? I don't think Paul? so. Uh, that, that's my. I, 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 I don't agree with that because I, I think you have to have accomplished something. At, at least Florida State went out and played somebody. They played LSU, which was a top five team when they lost. But I mean. 
if we get so caught up in all this, and, and thank goodness next year we're moving on, but we should have had the 12-team playoff this year, except the commissioners of the Big Ten and the ACC uh, and the Pac-12, uh, they, didn't like, uh, the, they didn't like the SEC getting uh, Oklahoma and Texas, and they threw a fit. But, but the point being, you know, we, just, we, 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 we get caught up in all this stuff, and then we listen to that, 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 that chairman on Tuesday night drone on about all these things, and, we, and, and our head's about to explode. And this isn't because we're coming from an, I'm, I'm coming from an SEC perspective, but you better believe Alabama is one of the four best teams in the country right now uh, if, if they beat Texas. Uh, excuse me, if they beat Georgia, that's not even debatable. And, and Georgia is a powerful team. Uh, they, you can lose a one-off. Uh, but when you start trying to bring Florida State into the picture without it, without Jordan Travis, I mean, we are going to have another TCU if we if we let uh, well that, Florida State in there over somebody else. I don't disagree with the quality of the game, Paul. That's a different argument. Well, if Florida State goes, no Travis, they're going to get killed. That's a different argument. But if Florida State beats Florida and then wins, beats Louisville, if they won at Clemson and beat LSU, I don't care who's quarterback. The doggy, they've, earned, they've, earned the right the they've earned the right to be in the Final Four. They've earned it. They've earned doggy, it. Doggy, Clemson could have five losses after Saturday. Uh, Florida could have seven losses after Saturday. I mean, what are we talking about? LSU well, who did Alabama, is, let me a, is ask a good you a team. Uh, who did Alabama beat that was supposed to be so excited about? Well, they beat Texas A&M, big deal. Well, they beat In this conversation, they would have beaten Georgia. Well, they all right, the number right one now, team in this, the country. At this moment, who have they beaten? Well, the best, uh, they best lost win to Texas. Would be over Ole Miss. Who'd they beat? Who'd they beat? Who did Alabama beat right uh, just, now? Their best win would be over Ole Miss and LSU. Ole Miss never wins one of these games. And they beat Ole Miss at home. Well, and you just I'm killed. Just, they now. Right in the nation. Yeah, but we're, that, talking about, we're talking about ranked teams at the time you go up against them. Oh, you, got, you got Tennessee at 17, LSU time at 13. Out. Oh. Time out. He just, Paulie just killed Florida State, and they beat LSU, and yet Alabama gets a bonus because they beat but, LSU. That's not fair. But, so, Doggy. Who has Florida State beaten? I gave you the teams they beat if they beat Louisville and at Florida yeah. and at Clemson have you, have you and LSU. Me, have Florida, you given me their? Have you given LSU. me those teams' ranking? I'm, but I agree they're not that good. But he said Alabama who they beat and he brings up LSU. <laughs> but if What's Alabama beats Georgia, then obviously it's a moot point. Here's your question. They're number Go one ahead. in the country, Here is your question. They would have a win over the number one team. Uh, for, fair enough. If Alabama beats Georgia, I, deserve, I agree. Here's your question. Oh, Let's okay. make you all happy. Go Let's ahead. make everybody happy. Okay. Florida State loses. They're okay. out of the mix. Okay. Alabama beats Georgia. They're in. in. You got to be in. They're in. The Michigan-Ohio State winner. They're in. Okay. Washington or Oregon, the winner of that game. They're in. That leaves you Georgia with one loss and Texas with one loss. Georgia. Who are they taking? Georgia. Georgia. The reigning, def- the well, now. reigning defending you're national gonna, champion. You're going to take Georgia, who lost to Alabama... And not take Texas, who won at Alabama. Yeah. Yes. Even though you did it early in the season, September 9th is when you beat Alabama. Okay. Obviously, the schedule has waned. I'm looking at Georgia that's been just doing whatever it wants to do against whoever. Whatever is called upon for Georgia to do, they have done it a reigning two-time defending national champions. If I have an opportunity to have them in a, in a, in a playoff situation, to be the man, you got to beat the man. I'm not going to take them out of the mix and give somebody else with the equal amount of losses as the reigning defending two-time national champion. I'm going to put the two-time national champion up in there, and I'm going to say, go take it from them. That's what I'm going to say. Mr. You're Fein- asking me. Mr. Feinbaum, what are they going to do there? 
Yeah, well, I, I got bad news for you, doggy. Stephen A. is 100% correct. Uh, that's what that's what I would do, and that's what he would do. I, if this committee doesn't do it, the whole thing's blowing up. I mean, it is anyway, but that so would be basically absurd. you're telling me. Uh, I, to, so you're telling me that I mean, Georgia, you're, gonna, you're, gonna you're put, telling me the Alabama game means nothing for Georgia. That's and, what you're and, telling and, me. If they win, listen. No, it doesn't. Well, that's no, what you're not uh, there. No, you it doesn't. No, it doesn't. doesn't. Because let me tell you something. When you're the reigning, defending, right. two-time national right. champion, right. I'm not going to be a, 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 a playoff committee, a member, and go like this. Well, we're going to put Texas up. Right. Arch Manning ain't even doing it for them yet, okay? You know what I'm saying? Let me tell you something right now. I'm going to roll with Georgia, the right. reigning, two-time defending right. national champions. You got to take it from them. All right, so here. So my wife, my wife and I have this big argument because she wants to have a big holiday dinner on December 2nd. Wow. I said, honey, I can't do that. Why can't you? Because I got a college football game. Well, hold on. College football? You can't go out a Christmas dinner? So now I'm going to go after a Christmas dinner because you just told me the Georgia game doesn't mean anything with well, Alabama well, me, because they're it, in anyway. It, it means something for Alabama. It means something for Alabama. Georgia! It means something for Alabama, number one. And number two, and number two, it means something to Georgia because they're going against Alabama. So you're going to see a great game, which is what you should want. And by the way, if your wife wants you to take out the dinner, what the hell is wrong with a DVR? Just make sure hey, people in the, the restaurant dog, don't the tell game you what starts the hell is at, the and go home and watch that. What, what time do you eat dinner? The game starts at 4. It'll be over okay. by 7. Go to Those college games last five hours for crying out loud. Oh, stop it. Oh, stop it. Hey, stop whining. Can I tell Go you to bed dinner at 730. I tell you a little Ridiculous. secret. You 4 p.m. on your phone. What am I supposed to do, honey? I, I do that at the restaurants all the time. Let me have the great no. deuce and madness no. when I'm watching a football problems. game. That's why you exactly got problems. what you do. You That's get the bread. You no. no. cafeteria no. are you going no. to at 4 p.m.? Hold on. This is what you do. You get the bread basket and you rest your phone. Oh, my God. I can't do that. I get divorced. I can't do that nonsense. Oh, by the way, she's not. Not going anywhere. Mrs. Mad Dog is in it to win it. It's forever. She ain't going nowhere. You ain't got nothing to worry about. Now, she'll just make your life a living hell if you make her unhappy. Happy wife, happy life. But the point is, she ain't going nowhere. You guys are hot stuff. Texas beats Alabama on the road. Why don't you have a Alabama beats Georgia and Texas gets killed. You, are you saying fair. you would leave Georgia out? Yeah, I would. Are you? Yeah, the reigning, defending, oh. two-time oh. national champions. You wouldn't give them an opportunity to go to. And by the way, a couple of years ago, they lost to Alabama and in the again. SEC title and then won and beat them in the national championship, albeit because of injuries to their wide receivers in my estimation. My point to you is this. The, what happened in the SEC championship game had nothing to do with what happened in the national championship game. They showed you no. that they could show up. And, and answer the call. You would leave them out of the okay. college football okay. playoffs? Georgia? Was, Kirby Smart? And are you on drugs? Right. Can we use our library voices like my ears, guys? This was a great segment. Not yet on drugs. Yet. Yet. We don't say that about you when you're singing during commercial break. <laughs> Go ahead. You are hot stuff. Yeah, about I that. love you, Fine Bama. I'll see you later. Noisy? Yeah, you're very noisy. You are. You are, Molly. You that- are. Absolutely. <clears throat> ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now, making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Allstate. 
Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. <laughs> the epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun. Now streaming on Hulu. The GOAT, Tommy Brady, joined the one and only Stephen A. Smith show on YouTube, opened up about the state of football and some concerning trends he's been seeing in the NFL. Tom, talk to me. I think there's a lot of mediocrity in today's NFL. I don't see the excellence that I saw in the past. Why not? And ho- Why not? I think the coaching isn't as, as good as it was. I don't think the development of young players is as good as it was. The rules have allowed a lot of bad habits to get into the actual performance of the game Mm -hmm. so i just think the product in my opinion is less than what it's been i think i look at a lot of players like ray lewis and rodney harrison and ronnie lott and guys that impacted the game in in a certain way and every hit they would have made would have been a penalty Mm. you hear coaches complaining about their own player being tackled and not necessarily why don't they talk to their player about how to protect themselves we used to work on the fundamentals of those things all the time now they're trying to be regulated all the time offensive players need to protect themselves it's not up to a defensive player to protect offensive player. A defensive player needs to protect himself. I didn't throw the ball to certain areas because I was afraid players were going to get knocked out. Mm-hmm. That's the reality. Wow. I didn't throw it to the middle when I played Ray Lewis because you knock him out of the game and I couldn't afford to lose a good player. All right. Really interesting take by Tom Brady. Great job by Stephen A. with the interview. Uh, Mad Dog? What did I do? Tom, this is what I had to go follow yesterday. The fact that you had this little spot. With, little with little, little spot, little spot. So when so when something somebody comes on Mad Dog Russo show oh, or Mad different. Dog Radio, it's bigger. But he comes on my he comes on my podcast. It's a problem. It's a little thing. You know, he's, he's all like, over. He's the, Tom he's, Brady. He's, he's the all over the place. I he's great. I think you agree. He's all over the place. He's never Tom Brady. Been, he's never been on. How's he all day? over the place? He's on at three o'clock in the morning on so radio shows like across the country. Dark all of a sudden. There's a you, you, no, no, no. What are you talking about? He's all over the place. Well, he does a lot of interviews. Tom Brady. Yes. Really? Not like that. I got to listen to Tom Brady now. What about him? He just retired. What do you mean just? That's not the way I He quit three months ago. It's not like Brady retired 30 years ago. He's making it sound like football is not as good now. Tom, you played last year. What has occurred for him? He just quit. He's making it sound like he played back in the 80s. This is not Joe Montana. Tom, Tom, Tom. First of all, he didn't quit. He retired right. after two decades. I'm in not the sport. arguing that. Okay, Fine, he's seven good. Super Bowl championships, right. ten Super Bowl appearances in his 20 years. Watch in his 20 plus years. You watch your mouth. Okay, <laughs> this stupid. You're not going to talk about Tom Brady. You're not going to talk about El Capitan, Derek Jeter. Okay, not on this show. None of this show. I can do it on the radio. You, 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 you said, I'll call in the radio and interrupt your own damn monologue. Don't you do it? Don't you do it? 
He just retired. I got to listen to Brady. Tell me what's wrong with the state of football. How come he didn't say last year? Excuse he me. was playing hey, last hey, year. Football's hey, hey, changed that much in last five months. He did say it. No, he did He came to the defense of players like Ray Lewis and others who were complaining about the defensive rules, the rules against defensive players, and how soft the, play, the, the league had gotten. Tom Brady came to those guys' defense and spoke up about it. He said the same damn thing that he just said. He was not quiet about it when he was playing. He came as an offensive player. He came to the defense. He defensive said football's player. mediocre now. Why didn't he say it last year? <laughs> okay, he can, played. Can I just say? Can I say one thing? You make a fantastic point. I understand what you're saying. He did, did he? play last year. You know, he he does make a fair point. But to Tom Brady's point, do you think it's fair to say you were the one that has lamented how pathetic the quarterback play and the football play has yes. been this year? You did a segment on what are you mad about, yes. and you talked about how ago. how poor the play. I is. agree. So can both things be true? Why didn't he say this? Last year with the quarterback Why, has got Why would worse? he be saying a bit last He's year? He's preoccupied with his team. That's the point. He was now, well, he didn't so tell he me the truth last year. He didn't lie. me the truth this year. And say it last year when he's playing and try to give somebody a competitive edge. So why would he why say would it this year with Stephen A? Bulletin board he just quit. Because now he's an analyst. He's transitioning. He's not an analyst yet. He's bouncing well, around America year. buying the Raiders. Next year. That's the question. Because he was talking Stephen A. Oh, God. That's well, what, that's what that's that, I'm afraid that, of. That, that, that's why. How did that's you what, get him anyway? That, that's a good spot. How did you get him? I called him and asked him to come on. Really? I'm excuse me. You picked the phone, Tom. I'm Steve. Come on on. Excuse me. Excuse me. This This show right here. When have you seen a show have four commissioners come on in the same year, face to face, for an interview? You, that happened. I know because I was. I was out in the back. I was out in the back. This is first take, baby. This is first take. 